You got space legs, Lieutenant Dan. That felt offensive. Uh, I apologize. <laughs> Do we... Like to apologize <laughs> Doing to our the voice. sponsors, the Special Olympics. Arise, foul tarnished. I like Sancho. You like him? We're doing. We're. I, I, I prepped for this actually. Oh, he's got a little. He's got a couple of, couple of levels. That's yeah. good. He's like the lowest level character. I, I have like three characters right have. now that are all around the same point in the game. Mm-hmm. Because I, I start. I start playing them. Hold on. Let's talk aesthetics oh, first. Sure. Me, walk me through this build. Okay, so I'm doing your standard bleed build, right? And I have a really long sword. Hold on. Double put a pen in it. And then we're going to go back to both of those things. Do the intro to the show. Sure. Welcome back to Watson and James. Don't play. My name is James. And I'm third generation caretaker of the Overlook Hotel, Watson. Interesting. Really? I didn't know that about you. Yeah. Fascinating. This here's the Turtle Pope. His name's Miriam. Oh, I like him. Muriel? Miriam? Muriel? Do you need anything? Very, ah. very Stephen King. Muriel? The giant tortoise? Oh, yeah, for sure. He never appears. He, they. We'll go with they for the giant tortoise from Stephen King. I think it's a little beyond gender, yeah. Yeah. And I've never seen him in a movie. Well, no. How would you? I just, I just went right. We're, we're not going to assign gender. And then I say, I, I've never seen him in a movie. I've never, I've seen, never seen that, them. that deity. I've never seen... What's his, what's their name in the book? Oh, I'm, I'm racking my brain trying to come up with it. It's been a while since I read It, which is the one that talks about it the most plainly. It. It's, I want to say it starts with an M. All right. He's looking it up. I'm thinking of Moidred, though, from the, from the Dark Tower series, which is a spider creature. So the reason I don't have a shirt on or a hat on is because I'm trying to do a light load here. I need to get my endurance up. But right now, I am unable to wear uh, like a, like a, a jacket or a helmet without going to medium load. So you'll see here, I equip the thing, goes to medium. And I'm like, no, I want to be light. I want to be a fast boy. I want to be quick. Oh, it was close. It does start with an M. It's Matarin. Okay, that sounds really familiar. Yeah. I've, I've seen it before. Yeah. I've seen it written down before, rather. Yeah. It looks like you're spelling the word maturing without the G. Oh, okay. Maturin. <laughs> I'm maturin. So it's difficult to say where I'm actually supposed to put the emphasis and uh, how I'm supposed to accent that word. But Definitely want to put the uh, correct emphasis on the correct syllable. You get it. Yeah. I know how words work. Come on, get some. So I'm doing kind of a... I don't know how to describe it. It's a bleed build for sure. And people that have played Elden Ring have know about that those words mean something to that audience and this is probably i'm trying to do like an aggressive build and what i mean by that is whenever i get a critical hit on somebody like right there and this is a critical hit you'll see a little red thing come back into me yeah i saw that i replenish hp by doing critical hits oh okay that's a nice little bonus it is cool yeah so i can be a little more aggressive it's encouraged to break their poise because if i break their poise then i can probably get a critical hit in Oh, sure. And I can uh, replenish some HP. Why is that one just a skull now? Why is that one just a skull now? That's an attack, actually. Is that just showing you an attack that's incoming? They come back if you don't... Oh, there he went. Yeah. All right, there we go. 
I got too I got too cocky. Blood loss. You died. That's what happens when you lose blood. You die. I like how there's a death status. Status death. When your gauge is when your death gauge is full, you'll be struck with instant death. Yeah, that's how dying works. That seems like overkill to fill a death gauge. Just say your health bar is going down, bro. I don't know what it's called, but there's a, a status in the game called Death Blight. And you'll see a little gauge pop up. And whenever your death gauge fills up, you lose control of your character. Uh, thorny spikes come up through the ground, and then you die. It's pretty graphic. So that's what they're talking about. It's also redundant, and I wish they would have called it something else. Yeah, Death Blight. Your Death Gauge and your Death Blight. Death Blight sounds like an LP for, <laughs> for a metal band. What's the band called, though? I liked Ground Spikes. That was pretty cool sounding. Yeah. No, sir. Oh, no. What was the uh, what was the Blight Dragon that we fought last time? It was a, uh, a Rot Dragon. He was yeah. all rotten and shit. Yeah, Rot Dragon. That's cool. a good band name. This long... Katana that I got. I see that. It's like twice your body length. I killed a, an NPC. It looks so ridiculous to have the the sheath behind you. Yes. <laughs> it's so long. His his guy it's a guy named Yura, and his quest is pretty cool, but I really wanted a sword, so I, I said, mean there it is. So you got to you gotta go, Yura. I need your stuff. Let's go down there. That's cool. There's dudes down there. Yeah, yeah. Head down there to those dudes. I'll tell you why we were making so many Stephen King references. Oh yeah, tell at me the about beginning it. there. Yeah. I've just been listening to a lot of Stephen King books lately. Been really into Stephen King. I'm, well, I just kind of am going back through now. Once I set my sight on finishing the Dark Tower and did that, it really just left me without one a book series to read that I really wanted to read. So yeah. I, I started reading some of the short stories, which then led me back into some of the novels. And now I've read like three or four of the novels. It's a fucking rabbit hole, man. And it's stuff where I'm like, oh, yeah, I do remember how much I like this. So, yeah, I'm just getting reacquainted with a lot of the stuff. Anytime someone mentions Stephen King, I flex and go, I talked to Dean Kuntz and they go, that's not Stephen King. And I go, yeah, but it's like diet Stephen King. Do you want to know a fun fact about uh, Stephen King and Dean Kuntz? Yes. You can get something signed by Stephen King, right? If you go meet him at a book signing, you can have him sign one of his books for you. Yeah. It'll be worth a little more money if you do that. What you can also do is bring Stephen King a Dean Koontz book and have Stephen King sign it, and it will be worth more than if Dean Koontz signed his own book. Dean Koontz knows that, and it makes him very upset. I bet you- it does. So I interviewed Dean Kuntz. This is back when I worked in talk radio. I had a really good producer at the time, and she had a lot of connections. So she got me cool guests. Awesome. And considering it was like a little country talk radio station in the middle of nowhere, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, we're joking around um, about Dean Kuntz, but yeah, that's a big get. A nationally known name, like a huge best-selling multiple-time author, you know? And they were like, yeah, I'll talk to Bruce Campbell. Right. <laughs> and he probably thought he was going to, holy shit. All right. Those guys are in sync. They do not mess around. I got it. They're yeah, out to stomp you. Should go somewhere else. Yeah, we just head here. somewhere else. Yeah, yeah this that's is probably a good idea. We're not going there. Yeah. No, I, last side of grace. We don't need to go to the stake of Marika. What was the vibe of the conversation? Very calm. Very chill. He just got a book that came out, obviously. He just released it. I just got a book that came out. Yeah, he's he on, just released a novel. He was on I the, cannot uh, talk today. <laughs> he was on the promo circuit. 
which is probably why he was talking to you to begin with. He was talking about his novel, and I wish that I wish I remember the name of it. Which one it had been? Yeah, yeah. it was about. Dude's got a lot. I mean, it, it involved teleportation and an antelope. I want to say. All right. Yeah. Again, I think I, that's what he said. This was like a decade ago. I, I really know nothing about his books other than like what you see at airport book racks. Yeah, me too. Uh, it was a cool get, and I said, "Yeah, I'll talk to him." They're yeah. like, "Are you a fan?" And I go, "I, I can be. I can be. Give me enough to talk to this guy. I'll yeah. be anything you want me to, baby, baby. Right. <laughs> I'll be a fan of Dean Kunz. Who do you need me to be today? So I knew about the rivalry that fans made up between Dean Kunz and Stephen King. It's so silly because they didn't. It didn't. They didn't do it. No, they have. They don't give a shit about each other. They're in their own lanes. They're both doing their own thing. They could care less about each other. Much less like constantly comparing and, you know, perpetuating this imaginary beef. Right. East Coast, West Coast rap style. So I did kind of a, uh, I did kind of a Jiminy Glick thing and I go, whoa, whoa what, what? My wife was telling me that Stephen King doesn't like you very much. Now, what, what? Why would she say that? What's that about? I agreed with her. What's your big beef with the Nazis? <laughs> What's my big beef? After I did that, he goes, I, I don't know. I don't even know where it started. And he, he says, I don't think it's a rivalry. We just have similar cover art. They come <laughs> up in a lot of, well, they come up in a lot of the same conversations and you see them side by side on bookshelves. It's hard not for the human brain to go, this guy write book, other guy write book. They fight each other for who writes best book. Like that's our stupid caveman brain. So I, I said to him, I hope I haven't offended you. And he goes, oh no, you compared me to Stephen King. That's not offensive. He's like, you put me in the same yeah. realm as him. He's like, that's f- extremely flattering that people would think that. And I go, that's a really good attitude to have. I would and say- then we moved on. We talked about his novel for a while. Because I was like, I don't want to... I know you want to talk about your book. Yeah, we're here to talk about your work. But that's I'm gonna, the agreement. I want to talk about other shit, too. Thanks for being a sport about that question. Yes. That does seem like a really cool thing to do. And we moved on. It was great. Yeah. I think the only person who like outsells those guys is uh, what, Daniel Steele, maybe? Yeah, I don't want to say maybe, like she can't do it. <laughs> right. I'm pretty sure it's Danielle Steele by a margin. You know? Yeah. She's just been doing it a long time, and she's been steady pumping out hugely popular books. Pumping out. Danielle Steele, pump for me. Because you can't count like somebody like V.C. Andrews, because that's multiple people who have written under that pen name. You right. know, that's not like an actual person. Although Stephen King does have Richard Bachman. As a as a pen name, but it's, it's a, still the same guy. It's just a giant chicken in a leisure suit. It is an interesting thought experiment. If you were famous for the thing you did and had an opportunity to submit yourself again to your industry, would you get popular? And the answer is? The answer is, yeah. Yeah. I still do pretty well. I fucking guess. They'd still do pretty well. And what's over here? This is kind of cool. This area is spooky. We've spent some time here in the past. I like this, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's nice. Liurnia of, or Lake of, where the fuck am I? Liurnia of the Lakes, maybe? Is that what it's called? Probably. I don't know. We'll go with that. Hojis. So, yeah, that's what I, <laughs> so yeah, that's what I've been doing the last few weeks. I just finished The Shining today. It's nice. Yeah. It's a bummer, right? It's fucking depressing. No. It's a buzzkill? No. No? Okay, so... The movie's kind of a buzzkill. The movie's different. Very different. Like, way different? A lot different? Um, I see you, lobster fuck. The ending you is... You can't fool me. <laughs> the ending is just straight up completely different. 
Um, so it's hard to gauge because shining spoilers real quick yeah shining book and movie spoilers whatever the book and movie are both over 40 years old get over it's basically public domain at this point there it's almost public domain you saw it you saw the overlook in fucking ready player one you know and it was awesome it's out there anyway dr sleep all places you could have seen this hotel Oh, jeez. Oh, God. So the characters are the same. The setting is the same. A lot of the plot mechanics are the same, right? Yeah. But just enough has changed that they're basically telling two different stories. You know what I mean? I do, yeah. One is telling... One has to do with the the fake moon landing that never occurred. (laughs) I hate all those theories. The other one has to do with a, a really good book. Um, that's we're gonna make generalizations like Stephen that. King wrote a very sobering look at a family in crisis that happens to include some sinister elements yeah but mostly 90 percent of the book is about the family it's not about ghosts or supernatural stuff in particular that's the set dressing that's the ambiance you know but the meat of the story is a a relationship between fathers and sons this father who has abused his son once because of drinking since quit drinking and you know vowed to be better and all that and tried to be better but knows because he's had other violent outbursts he's not working a program that it might get bad again he might do something he'll regret he's living with guilt every day his marriage is suffering because of it and you see all those dynamics play out as they try to get this fresh start for him to you know after he's been fired from his job he's trying to get his shit together yeah it's very much about that and his descent then into madness madness full-on full-on psychosis now where the book takes that and takes it to one conclusion the movie takes it to a different one yeah you know for one thing jack nicholson is batshit insane from frame fucking one of that movie he doesn't go insane at the hotel he's a crazy man and he's suppressing his murderous rage immediately i was thinking along the lines of no tv and no beer make homer something something Go crazy? Don't mind if I do! (laughs) Now, the story of a place that is sinister and holds the ghosts or memories of tragic things and sinister evil things that have happened there is still an interesting concept for a movie. Don't get me wrong, the movie's very enjoyable. Oh! I think Stephen King, when asked about whether he enjoys the Kubrick version... He said he can enjoy it the same way you would enjoy a really nice restored Cadillac without an engine in it. Okay. Wow. And That's, I, wow, what a clever thing. And I mean, I get it. Hot take. It's Look, his fucking book. He can say it. I've read the book. It might be the best book he's ever written. You know? Yeah. I would put it as my third favorite of his books and probably the first or second best of his. Yeah. My personal favorite. It's the one that everyone thinks of when they think Stephen King, honestly. It's At least his, for the vast majority of the population. I think a lot of people, if you're going just one book, I, they would say The Stand is probably his quote-unquote magnum opus. Okay. It's just very expansive. Sure, yeah. It's a lot of characters, a lot of locations. 
epic scale good and evil fight. Gary Sinise rarely you know, has a shirt on in it. Rarely. Rarely a shirt on Sinise. There's two things I love. Veterans and not wearing shirts. I can't even I can't even back that up. Does he play up. the harmonica? The guitar? A little of both? Of course he does. <laughs> the answer is yes. Of course he does. The answer is yes. I just imagine him like hanging out in Jay Leno's garage for some reason. I don't know why. Um <laughs> The Stand is is good. It's very, very good, and I get why people are like, "This is the one." You know, what this I mean? is if you're the go- one. If this you're is gonna, the big one, yeah. If you're gonna say what's his best overall, it's, it's very fucking good. I have a s- soft spot in my uh, king repertoire of it. I like it. Yeah, that's my favorite for sure. That's the one that I've read, and that, it's a fucking read. It's holy a, shit. It's a big one, and that's why. Like, I read it and I go, "I'm good. I don't need it." Yeah, that's it. You get it too. That's it enough. covers but most of the themes that he kind of does in one form or another generational trauma check childhood in the 60s check um stuff coming back from your past to you know that you gotta reconcile in the future check supernatural elements check all the big ones cosmic existential questions in the book check you know yeah those are all themes that he's gonna explore in in some form or another in basically every other thing he does um but yeah, I would put The Shining at probably second or third, depending on which your first would be, you right. know. And then I put Salem's Lot up there really high too. I've only ever seen the movie. The movie's decent. The movie's fine. I thought it was cool. Have you ever seen Return to Salem's Lot? The, no, huh? The made for TV sequel. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I do like a good made for TV Stephen King flick. Hello, you old bitch. I sent you a link on on a on a different website. <laughs> <laughs> that you can <laughs> that you can watch things uh of that nature it's got like remember that that link i sent you to high what was the highway one yeah uh, i know i know what you're made for about. tv yeah. that i had never even heard of when uh, someone when someone says to me out loud they go oh yeah you can find me on discord i go i don't never gonna find you i'm never gonna see you again then never gonna see might you. as well be jack disappearing down in the fucking titanic i'm never gonna get on discord it's like nope never see that again i have a discord i didn't fully understand how to use it and me being the crotchety old man that i am said i don't need to know i don't need to know i've gone this long without knowing i'll be fine put up the picture of the highway one because i don't want that yeah, to bother people yeah no absolutely yeah We'll get it right. There's going to be some Stephen King pictures in this episode because we got to get shirtless Sinise. <laughs> we got things to do. It's just going to be Lieutenant Dan. So. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Get his magic legs if you got to. <laughs> you got space legs, Lieutenant Dan. That felt offensive. Uh, I apologize. <laughs> do I'd like to apologize <laughs> doing to the our voice. sponsors, the Special Olympics. <laughs> doing the voice made me go. I feel a little dirty about doing that for some reason. It hasn't aged well. It's rough. It's not good. Here's the thing. Um, Tom Hanks patterned his accent off of an actual kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he met a kid. and said, Wasn't it the kid from the, they played spent, him in the movie or whatever? The young something kid? Like, something to that effect. Yeah. And he made tapes. He hung out with him and studied the tapes and patterned all that off. So a certain amount of it is just an accent. Right. But when you pair it with a certain other essence... When it's me saying it in it, order to ingest, yeah. it makes it feel kind of icky. The only thing I feel okay saying is, she tasted like cigarettes. Because that's just in a southern accent, you know? Later in life, I would know what he meant. Yeah. Like, yep. That's, yeah. a, that's a thing. 
It's absolutely a thing. Some 90s movies have aged well. Some have not aged well. Uh, one that I really enjoy, and we talked about earlier today. and I enjoy it because it, it feels timeless, which is fucked up. Really? Yes. It was a 1998, maybe? 98 was an okay year for movies. Uh, John Q? John Q does feel super fucking relevant. Yes. 23 years that I'm going to we're going to go with 98 and say 25 years later John Q is if is more relevant than it was then. Really. Sure. And I say that because of inflation, because of the cost of living, the the cost of existence is becoming untenable. Yeah. Uh, me and my wife make a pretty good dual income. We we don't have kids. We have fewer responsibilities than most Americans. And it's we. I feel like I'm drowning all the time. I feel like I'm fucking suffocating. It's all anyone can do to just kind of tread water. No one feels like they're saving for a better tomorrow. Everyone feels like they are literally one hospital bill away from living in their car. So, like, I, I'll save up for things that I want to do around the house. Sure. And then I just never spend it. I never do the thing that I want to do around the house because I'm terrified. You have what's called a famine mindset. Because things are so stressful all the fucking time. It's like, you know, if you're starved as a child, when you're given food, you'll eat until you literally get sick because your brain (laughs) doesn't think you're ever going to get fed again. Yeah. You have that mindset, like a lot of people do, about security, quote unquote, you know, money. Yeah. Money's the thing. So you get some. Yeah, you're not going to spend it. Because you don't know when you're like, it's bleak as fuck out there. It gets to the point sometimes where I will, I will go so long without treating myself to anything that I'll, I'll fucking overdo it. Sure. And I go, I'm doing it. I'm buying this fucking air hockey table. Right. (laughs) Now I have one. I've used it maybe once. (laughs) I've never played, never played with you and I'm here every week. So yeah, I can't imagine you're getting a ton of use out of it. No. uh -uh. And everyone said that. And I go, yeah, but you got... Look, you, it's, fuck you. it's for show. It is. No one's saying it's not 90% for show. If it didn't work at all, if it didn't even function as an air hockey table, it was strictly a sculpture that when you plugged it in, it didn't do anything, you still might have bought it because it's mostly for show. It's awesome looking. And it's awesome looking. It's just a piece of, I don't know, Americana or something. It just represents a lot. It's one of those things where I, I bought it because I'm probably not going to get this chance again. Right. For this, for this cost. It looks great. It's in great condition. It fits in my house. And it's not an inconvenience. It's not in the way. No, you knew you had the perfect nook for it. I have one door that doesn't quite open all the way because of it. But that's fine. Your wife and will get out of that room someday. <laughs> the, the only reason that I think about that is that eventually my washer and dryer is going to break. And I'm going to have to move the air hockey table to she, get the washer and dryer out. She has a name. That's terrible. <laughs> I shouldn't say that things about your wife. This is going well. So I brought up John Q because I have a friend of mine. I'm not going to. God damn. All right. He's you a, don't have a friend. You have a made up person for this story. Just say the story. No, he's a friend. Make your point. He's a friend that I met through work. A customer that became a friend. What? After all the shit we talk about customers? Yeah. About 1% of them is decent. That's true. There's always the the other 1%. 1% people don't hate. You know, only a Sith deals in absolutes. 
Touche. And he said only a Sith. <sighs> Fuck you. Yeah, I know. An absolute used to disparage absolutes is absolutely. <laughs> you know, whatever. Whatever. So uh, he's going through an extremely difficult time involving his family. Mm-hmm. And it has to do with health care. And, well, more so, it has to do with a thing that's happening to someone in his family. But healthcare is part of it. He has to deal with the healthcare system. Sure. And in a way that no parent should have to, you know? Mm-hmm. And he told me a little bit about his situation today and about the money that he's spending. The money that he has squirreled away just in case they get some kind of phone call involving it. I mean, I think everybody who is able to has, yeah, some kind of system like that in place at this point. Yeah. Just some little rabbit hole, or what do you call it, a rat hole worth of money, cash. And, you know, we were laughing about it and making jokes because that's the, the point that he's at right now is that it's uh, absurd, you know? Mm-hmm. So you have to, you gotta keep the fucked up, the fucked up at bay. God damn it. I need to put a shirt on for this fight. <laughs> and it made me think about John Q. Yeah, it literally, like the, the plot of, of John Q, which at the time, there were a couple of arguments made in the movie, and you were like, wow, this is riveting. What a, what a thriller of a movie. And not only has it become worse, <laughs> yeah. you know, like we talked about with the inflation and stuff like that, but Hell yeah. it seems more and more just... Wow, why is this even a movie? This is just what happens This now. is what happens. James Woods is a real person. Why doesn't John Q start a GoFundMe? <laughs> None of that. Which in the movie they do a version of is where he does, you know, like fundraisers and stuff. They do. You do see him trying to collect that money and what it amounts to versus what the bills end up being and how he gets to that place. And today you'd watch it and go, yeah, super, super relatable. Yeah, I he didn't it. start out with the... Uh, he didn't go the gun route right away. No, you see him selling his refrigerator. You see him selling a truck and downgrading and taking on um, more work. And then you see him, like I said, getting money from the church and their community and stuff like that. And just people wanting to help them. And it's still, it's just a drop in the bucket. It's like one day's worth of hospital bills. Right. And it's like, that's why it's so frustrating. Yes, we, the, the people that we surround ourselves with are going to do what they can. What they yeah. can do is not a whole lot because they got their own shit going on. Yeah. We all have our own shit going on. Oh, it's bleak. Everything's just so broken. So, so broken. So I play video games to kind of keep the, keep the crazy at bay. Keep the bad thoughts out. Yeah. You know? Do what you got to do, man. I'm going to try and beat this guy. That's what I'm going to try to do. Look, I listened to the fucking audiobook of The Shining over the course of like two days because, yeah, got to have some earphones in. Got to have something going. Got to have something going on. <laughs> Or this is going better in last Thoughts. time. I can't be alone with those. That's crazy talk. Come on, kill us. One kill of these days, uh, the DLC for this game is going to come out. That'll be a good day. You think? They released it. Really? I mean, they, they released the name of it. Oh, the name. Okay. They yeah. released the name of it. It's called Shadow of the Yard Tree. They released some art for it. Uh, we all think, and by say we, I mean the Elden Ring community, the From Software fans. We all think that it's a character in the game that is referred to and is barely seen. But it's a main character. Okay. His name is Mikola. And he is... Uh, we talked about Melania last time and how she has the Scarlet Rot. Yes. She was born with it. Is constantly rotting. Uh-huh. He was born as a uh, 
Don't get killed. I know, right? He was cursed with being a child forever, never aging. Oh, like that Cowboy Bebop character? Yeah, huh? Okay. Same thing. Another guy's here. No! What? I'm doing so well. Where did you come from? He's just a little guy and he's half dead. You're fine. Yeah, but one hit and I'm dead. Oh, yeah. Well, fair. I gotta, I gotta Don't get hit. Watch out. Don't get hit. Get good, noob. I do like this character design of this uh, Earth oh, shit. avatar. No! 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 Oh. Why do I do this to myself? Going, this isn't fun. You going to get him again? Yeah, fuck yeah. You going to get him again, right? That's what you do. All right. Get fucking psyched. Let's do this. I'm so psyched. And keep your eye out for that other little one. This is like the easiest boss in the game, too. He doesn't seem super complicated. Does he have like another form or anything? No, this I is I know it. a lot of them fucking... This is it. Level up halfway through. He's a, he's a big tree man. He's got a big old stick. He's got a real headless horseman look. I like it because yeah. it looks like a, a cloak with no head, you know? The lore surrounding these guys is stupid. They, someone said, oh, that's the Erd tree come to life. It's protecting itself. And I go, shut up. I like his giant weapon. All right. <laughs> We're not going to do it this time. All right. <laughs> it's not going to happen this time. That's all right. That just gives- You died. It just gives people a reason to come back next week and see if you can beat this guy. Uh, another friend of mine who's not going through any kind of thing tragic right now. Uh, he's going through a difficult time as well, but that's because he bought a PS5 and bought Elden Ring as the game to go along with his PS5. Great choice. And I'm like, interesting, interesting choice. And I think it's because I hype it up. It's a great game. I really got him going, right? And about how fun it is. Mm-hmm. How's that going for him? It's getting better. Oh, <laughs> it's a process. Okay. He, at one point, he texted me and said, I don't think I can do this. I can't. This is too frustrating. And what led him to that was he kept getting invaded by what he thought was a player. It was actually an NPC that only invades you at a certain point in the game. Oh, okay. And I said, well, what do you look like? And he goes, uh, he had a big fuck you stick and smashed me with fire. And I go, that's uh, one of the recusants. Oh. Henrika. Henrika, something like that. Sure. And, yeah, he's got a big fuck you stick. I said, are you right outside in what looks like an abandoned coliseum? And he goes, yep. I go, yeah, get out of there. You're, <laughs> yeah, just fuck off. You're not supposed to be there yet. Right. It's not a good place for you. Is it one of those you come back later and you'll be all right, but yep. right for now you should just run? Yep, just get out of there. Yeah. It's like the first time you stumble across a Lionel in Breath of the Wild or right. Tears of the Kingdom or whatever. Just leave it be. Just leave it be that first time. Don't worry, you'll get there. But, yeah, that first time it's intimidating yeah it's fucked the first time i like this little area but he did send me a picture of his character he has the uh pumpkin helm now tight and it's cool it's a good look you're like all right so this is silly look halloween's coming but he did say at no point do i feel safe in this game hey way to get some lost grace buddy proud of you take all the lost grace that i can get fucking get it where you can i think we're gonna wrap it up with this guy Fireboy. kill him We'll kill that big tree avatar next time, right? We'll go back there. I mean, it's that or we're going to cut some grass. <laughs> either way, either way, we have a good time, baby. All right. Text grass to 60653 <laughs> if you want us to cut grass next week. Tech tree avatar to 65603. Scruff, McGruff, 
Chicago, Illinois, 60652. I like it. Take a bite out of the rhyme. I'm going to tap that. Oh, he's inside me. Scruff? No, the guy's hand. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure that's a gay dating app. Scruff. <laughs> Hell yeah. More cum than you'd expect. A cum tier. Halt, who comes here?